Hello and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. I'm Chris. And I'm Nathaniel. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Arcanum Obscura. Do you know what's the difference between this episode and any other episode? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Not a damn thing. It's all the same. I didn't tell you what happened last night. No. What happened last night? So, aside from my tire blowing and the spare being blown. Yes. Yes. Um, finally got home. Finally got to bed. I woke up around 3 in the morning, mm -hmm. and normally I sleep on my side. Right. I woke up, and I was on my back, and my arm was above my head with absolutely no feeling. <laughs> oh, fun. So I woke up, like, fuck, did I, like, dislocate my arm? Did I break it in my sleep or something? <laughs> so I had to pick it up with my left arm. Still absolutely no, I couldn't even feel myself touching it. It was, like, somebody else's arm. Huh. So I had to pick it up carefully since i couldn't feel anything i didn't want to twist it weird uh-huh straighten it out on the bed next to me and slowly wait for it to wake back oh, up blood. yeah that's weird and i didn't get the pins and needles you get usually either <clears throat> i wonder for you if it actually didn't i don't know if it was blood related then yeah because normally pins and needles comes from whenever you've just been on it for a long time so the blood circulation yeah but that's what it was, because when I put it down, I could feel a tingling in my fingers. It wasn't painful like the pins and needles. Were. Oh, that's weird. So it slowly came back to my fingers. That's really weird. Funniest one. Uh, Don't get old, apparently. Back when I lived in New York. No, because this one's from when I was in my 20s. <laughs> Go on. I fell asleep on the couch face down with my arms like on the pillow above my head. Yeah. When I woke up. Both of my arms were just Do you just dead. not have good circulation through your arms? Or Normally, I don't have that. It's only been like twice that's happened. But both arms, so I was stuck on the couch, face down, because I could not push myself up. <laughs> just roll off. It's I fine. was like wiggling back and forth, and so I started feeling the, you know, you start feeling your fingers, so you start wiggling your fingers, so the blood starts pumping. That's so weird. Yeah. That this happened to you not once, but twice now. Yeah, but that's twice in 42 years. Yeah, but I mean, still, that's, that's weird. Come on, we've all been there, sitting on the toilet, look, looking at videos, and our legs go numb. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Like, ah, I've watched too many videos. You lost the perfect opportunity to give yourself, what is it called, the mysterious handy? I couldn't move my arm at all. So? The stranger? That's what it is, the stranger, yeah. How am I going to give myself a stranger if I can't move my arm whatsoever? If there is a will, there is a way. You will find a way to give yourself a handy. No. I had to pick my arm up with my left hand and move it <laughs> to get it to come back to life. Yeah, why don't you just use your one arm to grab the one that's numb and then, you know, figure it <laughs> out from it there. Force it to grip around. Yes. <laughs> yep. That way you it can pretend the, like it's a dead person. In my luck, I would have broke my arm and not known it. because I had fulfill no your feeling. necrophiliacic dreams. Yes. I'm sure that's a word. Necrophiliacic? No. <laughs> it's not no. a word. It says you. What do you know about English language? I know a lot about necrophilia. <laughs> Ah yes, I see. It's not the. It's not specifically that it's a word. It's specifically that it's that word. I had a picture that said something like that. Not necrophilia, but it was like you know, stop hold like resisting, fulfill your dreams, go out and like do this, do this, become a necromancer. Oh, <laughs> oh, not necrophiliac, but no. necromancer. Slightly less bad. But we all know that's the gateway to become a necrophiliac. Is to become a necromancer? Yes. Yeah. You start bringing them back. They're doing chores around your house. You know, one of them's got slightly, some of them are looking slightly a little, short skirt. <clears throat> starts looking appealing. Starting to look a little more submissive and breathable, as the kids would say. Yes. 
You know, that, that sexy thigh bone showing through the leg. Fucking the clap of her ass cheeks are really alerting as they fall all the off. guards. <laughs> as they fall <laughs> off, yeah. As they hit the floor. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, your gluteus maximus is looking very well on that floor there. The clap of tissue as it hits the floor starts becoming appealing. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit, that was... Good start to the podcast. Good start to the podcast. Uh, dead people jokes. I like it. Yeah. I remember when my ex was pregnant and I told a dead baby joke. This was back in like whenever they were huge. You know, they were all you probably probably weren't even dead babies. Dead baby jokes. Oh, oh yeah, dead babies everywhere. You couldn't go into Walmart without stepping on dead babies. (laughs) But uh, they're huge. They're just they're all they're all bloated and like hanging out. It's weird. It was a huge thing in like the beginning of two thousand. It was all over the internet with dead baby jokes. I wasn't huge on the internet in the early 2000s. No, because you were like though, two. Um, early 2000s? About five. Yeah, see, exactly. Um, but I did remember dead baby hearing jokes. a lot. Yeah, I was one of the dead babies. <laughs> um, the joke was, uh, what do you get when you slash a baby with a straight razor? I don't want to know. An erection. And I'm sitting there, and I say it to all my friends from school, you know, <laughs> and my pregnant ex is sitting right next to me. Nice. And they all just stopped, looked at her, and then when she started laughing, like, okay, it's safe. It's, it's good to laugh at that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yikes. I mean, the only dead baby joke I can ever remember is the how many babies does it take to paint a wall? <laughs> know that one. You don't know that one? No. It depends how hard you throw them? No. Yeah. There is, Okay. There's a band Go my daughter introduced me to. Oh, boy. I don't know if I let you hear him yet. I think you'll like him. He's really fucking weird. So he has this lyric. Uh-huh. I'm going to try and find it. You know, we do really well as an audio kind of like format. Well, you got to fill in the gaps um, right now. <clears throat> I am filling right now. <laughs> we do really well as an audio format in the sense of that we love to like talk about very visual things. Um, and show each other things, and then realize, oh, wait, nobody can see this but us. And so then we have to describe what's going on. So let me describe to you what's going on. I'm sitting at a table. Oh, and we're done. He has a song called Thermodynamic Lawyer Esquire GFD. That's a great name. And there's a a line in it. It says, So squeal like a trolley wheel, cry like a baby with autism strapped to a ceiling fan. (laughs) And I heard it, and I'm like, did he just, did he just fucking say that? What? And I like burst out laughing. I'm like, that is the most ridiculous line I've ever heard. Oh I'll let you hear him God. after the yeah. podcast, or during the break. Then you can okay, and then talk about it after. Yeah, the I break. think you'll you'll like him. Oh my God! It's uh Will Wood and the Tapeworms. Is the name of the group? Yeah. Will Wood and the Tapeworms. Yes, the guy's fucking amazing. Interesting. And I'm like, you know, she's showing me this weird music now. You know how I love my weird music. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. The student has become the master. My child is <laughs> growing is, up. She is surpassing me. She is finding the weird music for me now. I He's from New York City, too, of course. Of course. Of course, of course. I mean, come on. Well, the tiger lilies aren't from New York City. I think they're from England. Who? Tiger lilies. Oh, tiger lilies. I thought you said tire. No. I let you hear the tiger lilies before. Yes, I showed somebody the tiger lilies. It's like me, yesterday. you, and my ex are like the only ones who like the tiger lilies that I know. I showed. Um, we have a seasonal right now. Everybody else is like, it's 
you know, they're good at what they do. Yeah. But it's, um, you don't know Tiger Lily, look up Tiger Lily's Bully Boys. I think that's the only song I've actually, like, enjoyed by them. I haven't heard a lot of their other stuff. I forget what they're considered. I always forget the name of that word. They're, like, polka pop. No, Not no, polka no, pop. no, there's another word for it. Um, um, folk? No. Punk? I don't know how to, what, what I would cl- categorize the Tiger Lilies. Um, polka gigolos. Colt British musical trio formed in 1989. Uh-huh. Described as Brechtian punk cabaret. Brechtian? Brechtian. A Brechtian. Like Britain? No, B-R-E-C-H-T-I-A-N. Brechtian. Yeah. Brechtian punk cabaret. Cabaret is the word I always forget. Cabaret? Yeah. Eh. It's a good word. Someone asked, is Tiger Lily a real group? It's Tiger Lily. Yes. <laughs> they, they were still making... Albums during COVID. COVID, yeah. yeah. It's called, like, the COVID Woes or something like that, the album. They made three, I think. Tiger Lily's discography. One, two, except cookies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, 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 sixteen, sixteen. What? I didn't know we could count that high. Yeah? What do you do? He's still counting. 25 albums. Yeah? I know like three. Of, it was either two or three. That well, no, no, never mind. COVID. This is all Tiger Lily, I don't think. No, it is. Um, 26 albums? That's one through 25 of 69. Of course, there's 69 pages, not albums. No. 69 albums. pages. Oh. No, but this is one through 25 results. Oh, oh, oh. Of course they would have exactly 69 albums. Why wouldn't they? You know, 98, 99, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2, 3, 4, 4, 5, 6. Let's see what their newest one is. Their newest album is COVID-19 Volume 2 in 2020. On Spotify, at least. 2018, 2020, COVID-19, 2020, COVID-19 Volume 2, 2020, Litany of Satan, Um, 2020. Lemonaki. The whole Babylon featuring the Tiger Lilies. A Christmas Carol, 2021. Requiem for a Virus. So they they have more albums. Then there's singles and EPs. Yeah. (laughs) And compilations. (laughs) Oh, boy. And videos. Yes, so they have 69 albums. That's a fucking That's a lot of albums. I wonder if it's like full albums. No, so it would be an EP if it wasn't a full album, right? Uh well, singles albums can ha- consist of like four or five songs. It doesn't have to be eight or tw- so what's the difference between an album and an EP? It's an EP is one, isn't it? While an album is a EP, a single is one or two. I've always heard EPs is like one. No, I think it's more than that. You might be right. I'm, I'm not huge into music in that kind of regard. Um, also, we're doing really well at um, not talking about the subjects we're going to be talking about oh, today. We always do this. I know. An extended play record, usually referred to as an EP, is a musical recording that contains more tracks than a single, but oh. fewer than an album. But what, what is an album? So it's like the brunch of CDs. <laughs> it's a combination of not quite, not quite breakfast, not quite lunch. What about tea? What about 11sies? 11sies? What were the other ones? Shit. There's a lot of them. Breakfast, wasn't it uh, breakfast two? It, well, yes, we had the first breakfast, but what yeah. about second breakfast? First breakfast, second breakfast. I don't remember them all. Mid-afternoon tea. 
Eleven Z's. You know, I found the recipe for Lambeth bread. You found a recipe for something that people call Lambeth bread. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to try and make it. It cannot be that great. No. Probably Did not. you probably see how bland? Fucking, real bland. And rock hard. <laughs> and 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 completely dry. Yeah. Well, it was made for so it could last. Yeah. Um. But I want to try it. I'll make it sometime. I want jerky. My arm's not that numb. Go ahead. Not that kind of jerky. How dare you? I just want beef jerky. I don't know why. I'm craving. You just it. like meat in your mouth. I like other things. <laughs> I like fruit, vegetables. You like fruity meat. Pasta. Very fitting. Yep. Fruity meat in my mouth. Okay. Um, <laughs> pasta. Candy's pretty good. Candy's bad for you. A lot of things are bad for me. Yeah. Like smoking. I don't smoke though. <laughs> Drinking? <laughs> what? Drinking? drinking? Uh, occasionally I drink. Not often. Don't I think drink like every Wednesday night. I mean, to forget about, you know, the past atrocities. Yeah. <laughs> no, you told me you sat down like every Wednesday or Thursday night to watch. I watch Critical Role every Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, you always told me you had like a drink with you. No, no, no. Like scotch I, or something. No, <laughs> I'm not that bougie. I don't. I don't drink every time I watch Critical Role. Scotch, the ice cubes in a circle around. <laughs> yeah. you know? Please, please. It's a cold rock. Oh, I know. You do I, the cold rock. Trip? Yeah. I don't want the water diluted by. It's or a the, cold slab of marble with a couple drops of scotch on it. I just mm-hmm. lick it. <laughs> I don't want the it's scotch where my dad, to be diluted. It's where my dad makes his drinks. When he leaves the room, I lick the marble clean. <laughs> um. No, I don't drink uh, when I watch Critical Role all the time. Sometimes I will, but not very often. I don't like to be shit-faced. I want to know what's going on. I can drink and not be shit-faced. No, it's not possible. You're right. How dare I? <laughs> you can only ever be shit-faced. We used to have parties and my cousin would show up. I think within, we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, within 10 minutes passed out drunk. I'm like, yeah. why do you even bother? Because he likes to be there. Get the buzz. The keep the buzz all night long and party all night long. Yeah. Speaking of getting buzzed and partying all night long, do you know what my story is going to be about today? Alcohol. No. Radiation. Uh, I know. You told me yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to be covering... Again, this is how well prepared we usually are. <clears throat> I had this written up. Wednesday night. Uh, what do you want to do for the podcast? I told you two weeks ago I had this written up. Yeah. But I didn't know what it was about. But normally we discuss it like Wednesday. That is true. And we decided Thursday. The funny thing is, we actually decided what we wanted to cover um, Wednesday, but then everything happened, and so you didn't do anything. I I went through shit last night. Yeah, a lot of things happened to you last night that weren't a lot of fun. So So, we're doing this one. I just so this is the best part about this whole thing. So last night, I leave work early, go to my chiropractor. Yep. And I'm like, okay, on the way home, I'm gonna hit Lowe's. I needed three-in-one oil for the printer mm-hmm. for the threaded rod. Which one did you get? Three-in-one. Three-in-one. You needed PTFE oil? Mm-hmm. You should have told me. I have. I, I literally spent uh, two weeks finding, trying to find PTFE oil. Lowe's. And lo- yeah, all the Lowe's didn't have it. I had to go to really? Crystal River. They have like seven bottles at all the Lowe's around here now. I'm a fucking throw something. Initially, I, I literally went to three different Lowe's. In Ocala. Yeah, they have a whole thing now. It's like PTF. Yeah, there's there, there's dry the, yeah, and they have the three in ones, and then there was like the white bottle, the yellow one. So they didn't I got have a PTFE oil, 
and it fucking infuriated me. I had to order it online and ha at a store in on top of the world and drive an hour to get it. Well, I got a question though. Go ahead. So, when I was initially looking through a lubricant for the threaded rod, they said, "Do you use PTFE oil on the rod?" That's what they say. It's a plastic oil though. Yeah, they said it's the best. Weird. So I got WD-40 mm -hmm. uh, PTF. They said to get PTFE or silicone. Mm -hmm. White lithium, they said it will work. But then a lot of people said the WD-40, it works for a very short amount of time. Like it'll go up and down like once or twice, it's gone. Yep. They said to get PT or a 3-in-1 PTFE grease. But there's no grease. It's only oil. I've only seen oil. Yeah. So does it last long? It says it lasts a long time. It's pretty good. It's meant for plastics. Like that's it's meant for two plastics not to rub against each other and yeah, well rode away. Yeah, two metals. Yeah, which is weird that you're using PTFE. That's what they all recommend. Which if it's very recommended, good. Like the reason why I need PTFE oil. Is well, no, it's also if you read the label, it's meant to put on tools and everything mm -hmm. else. But so it's mainly metal. meant for plastic. It's a plastics oil essentially. Um, <clears throat> but the reason why I use it is because I put a, a thin. A coat of it and on the, my reservoir at the bottom yeah, of my. Yeah, I read about that. That way, it doesn't stick to uh, the, my. Whenever my thing is printing, it doesn't stick to the fap. It sticks to my build plate. Doesn't stick to the fapping. It's fap. All right, that's what it's called. All right. Did you ever think about maybe? Uh, I don't think often. Filling your reservoir with something else and trying to recreate the My Little Pony jar. Disgusting. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> Curing little seeds to the tray as no. it goes on. No, we're not talking about the jar. <laughs> we do not talk. We, we do, do not, not discuss the pony jar. We do not discuss the jar. I still don't understand what the whole fucking point of that. Do you think it was going to come to life when he was done or something? You thought he put any thought into it? <laughs> he posted it online. On huh? 4chan. And not online. On 4chan. Specifically. <laughs> Which happens to be part of online. Yes, but th saying 4chan is online is like saying, I don't even know how to equate you it, know, but 4chan is like the surface level of the weird dark web kind of like I culture. I saw the picture of the jar once. I have too. It's not great. And I'm just remembering oh no. now the rings kind of in no. the picture kind of look like your hand. You shut the fuck <laughs> up. Do you have a pony jar in your closet? I do not have a pony jar I have eight. in my closet. <laughs> it's in my car. I use a giant pickle jar and filled that sucker. We're going to talk about radiation and the dangers of radiation. Uh, specifically, not the dangers of the pony jar. There's tons of dangers to that, mainly the people who do it. <laughs> um, we're going to discuss two incidences. One of them you're well aware of. Um, oh, a lot of people are well aware. Spock and Captain Kirk. Yes, yes. Um, he's gone, Kirk. Well, in the first one, it was Spock. Yeah, he's gone, Kirk. Oh. It's both. It, it in in the remake, they flipped who was in the radiation chamber. <laughs> of course they did. Why wouldn't they? Because in the first one, it was Spock. In the second one, Kirk's in the chamber. Yeah. He didn't. The son. Even, he didn't even die. But it, it's funny because it's a remake, but it's actually Captain Kirk's son. What? The new Star Trek movie. It's not his son. Yeah, it is. It's still J. Uh, Tiberius. Oh, you're J. right. You're right. His father. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of his father was. Kirk. He. No. He was Kirk. I Kirk know. Is the, the I could mix it up. <laughs> but they redid the same yes. scenario, and they just flipped who was in the chamber. Yeah, I know. Khan, 
came back, but this time he was a um, he was Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. He just played Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Kirk gets up. He's like Cumberbatch, <laughs> Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll be covering two incidences. Uh, one is the Demon Core incident, and uh, okay, I know the Demon Core incident. I read yes. about that one. I, um, I almost did that one. A lot of people probably know about it. It's very well known. I'm gonna actually before very I talk, fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, actually, not as bad as I uh, that most people say. No, just how risky that damn thing yes. was, and how yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uncautious the person was being. <laughs> I will discuss that one in a second, but first I have another one that you might not have heard of, which is... The Demon um, Cube. Uh, it's a Demon Spheroid. Trapezoid. Trapezoid. Pyramid. Trapezoids don't get enough credit. Oblong. Trapezoid. Uh, no, it's going to be... What is it? Oh, God, I forgot the name a of demon it. Demon uh, Did I write the name down? I Surely I have the name down somewhere. Ah, yes. SL1. I'm going to be talking about SL1. Yeah, I don't know that one. So I'm gonna kind of cover it. I jumped. I I started writing at a weird spot, so I'm just gonna read how I wrote it out. Um, heat sensors above the reactor set off an alarm at the NRTS security facility at 9:01 p.m. MSS, MST, uh, Mountain Standard Time. The time of the at, the time of the accident, false alarms had occurred in the morning and afternoon that same day. So the first response crew of, of six firemen, I have all their names, um, Ken Dardid, Assistant Chief. Ken Mal Kniff. Or Kniff? Ken Kniff from Connecticut. I don't know what you're referencing. It's an old, like, I think it was jerky voice. <clears throat> uh, Mel Hess, Lieutenant Bob Inker, Carl Johnson, Aegon Lamp-Threat, Gerald Stuart. Uh, Archie. Verm Colin. Uh, all six of them arrived nine minutes later, expecting another false alarm. Poor Vern. His life was already hard. <laughs> they initially uh, noticed nothing unusual, with only a little stream rising from the building, from, uh, normal from the six degrees Fahrenheit night. The firefighters, unable to hail anyone inside the SL1 facility, had security guards open the gate from them. They donned their Scott Air. Did you change the acronym? Is this really like the SCP compound? <laughs> it's not. This is, um, I don't know why I didn't <laughs> write what this compound was and then the incident. Um, I wrote this very late at night, two weeks ago. Drunk. Yes, watching after Roll. watching Critical Role. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, SL1 is I gotta one. I got a shot every time they critically fail. That's a lot. <laughs> they don't critical fail all that time. Uh, they don their uh, Scott air packs and arrive at the support facility building to be to investigate. Uh, but to cover real quick what SL1 is, SL1 was a um, testing site for the United States military when they were trying to get... Um, they wanted to be able to set up nuclear reactors but they wanted to be portable nuclear reactors. Like, they could set up fobs with nuclear power. So this is Sounds one of their... good. Yep. Just slap that little sucker in your pocket, bring yep. it home, power up your house, kill everybody who did radiation poisoning. <laughs> Homer Simpson <laughs> with the green thing on his back as he's walking down the hallway. Yep. Um, 
<clears throat> so this is the, uh, what SL1 was. Um, it was a facility to test it out and see how feasible it was and see how the container If we can put was. these in little fobs and carry them in our pockets, we will be sterile. <laughs> God. <laughs> Had these people only just end up being sterile, they would have been much better off. <laughs> <clears throat> they became the Toxic Avenger, didn't they? The Toxic Avenger? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Trauma movies, the Toxic Avenger. Never mind. You gotta watch some trauma. I've only watched one trauma movie. Cannibal Musical. Yep, that's it. That's not really trauma though. What do you mean it's not really trauma? The South Park guys made it. Trauma just released it for them. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody huh. else would touch it. And now it's like they I all thought, want it. I thought trauma <laughs> is the one who actually like got all the actors and everyone. No, together. they did it for in college. Wow. They made. That I in thought college. they only wrote the script. You know the in song college. we sing about his horse? Yeah. It was about the girl that broke up with him. Yeah, yeah I, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they wrote the script. I no, don't think they, they, did they the produced whole, the whole they thing. They did the whole thing. Oh. I believe they did the whole thing and nobody would touch it to release it for them. No. It was like a college project. I did not know that. I thought, I thought um, specifically they just, they just wrote the screenplay. No, because it was all their friends in the movie and uh, no. his ex-girlfriend that the horse songs are about. Yeah, yeah. He got her to do the choreography. <laughs> so fucking hilarious anyways uh the building appeared normal but was unoccupied three mugs of warm coffee were in the break room and three jackets were hanging nearby well, strangely we had to measure the temperature of the mugs with kelvin yeah strangely it was you know four people inside but only three coffee mugs what could it mean one of them went to the bathroom <clears throat> they entered the reactor control room and noticed that radiation. What was that? The plug looks a little crooked, and I was going to adjust it, but I'm like, no, it'll cut the audio, maybe. <laughs> it's just a shadow. I no, it looks really fucking crooked. Does it? It looks fine to me. It doesn't look crooked. It looks like it's going up a little. Slightly. It looks like it bends. The, it angles to the left. Does you, I keep getting ads about, does your penis bend to the left slightly? I'm like, what? No, <laughs> it's to the right. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. It was like, it could be this. And it was like a, a, a buildup of calcium within your... Something the thing like is... I don't, I don't remember what it was. I'm like, that's Medically weird. speaking, all guys do, pretty much. Yeah, a slight bend. Yes. Yeah. So they're just trying to come up with medicines for things that don't need medicines. Yes. Does it work? Then don't worry about it. Yes. If it goes like 90 degree angle, yes. Then go talk to a doctor. That's what they don't mention when they mention those articles. They're talking about an extreme. Yes, they're, they're, they're extreme buildup of if things. When you go to pee, you're peeing back on your own thigh. <laughs> go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So they entered the reactor control room and noticed radiation warning lights. Their handheld hand radiation detector jumped sharply to above their Mexicum. Mexicum? I don't know why I added a C there. Maximum. Mexican. Range look what? Huh? Max. Oh my god! <laughs> I keep saying maximum. It's a maximum range limit as they were climbing to the stairs uh, to SL one reactor operating floor level. This prompted a retreat for a second radiation detector. The second radiation detector also maxed out at two hundred. Ooh. <laughs> two hundred oohs. Ooh. <laughs> 200. It's really bad when you walk in and you go, oh, it's at 200. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was rads. That's what they used to measure it with. But this is rontigens per hour. Maybe rads is just short for rontigen. Could be, but there's no A in rads, in rontigen. <laughs> I have no idea. Rotigen. Um, 
rhododendrons. Rhododendrons. Can measure how many flowers they kill. <laughs> and the proximity. <laughs> 200 uh, RH scale as they ascend <sighs> again. They peer into the reactor room before Good. withdrawing at 9.17 p.m. A health physician arrives. He assisted Chief uh, Moshberg. He and Assistant Chief Moshberg, Moshberger rather, both wearing air tanks and masks uh, with a positive pressure in the mask to force out any potential contaminants. I don't know if you knew what that was. I'm sure you did. You took a whopper. Yeah. I still have my little trial hazmat suit here. <clears throat> I threw mine away. Um, that rhododendron thingy I said reminded me of something. Oh, my God. Let me get you. What did it remind you of? No, this is kind of... Not on topic, but still kind of on topic. It's not just a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how we know how much water is in the human body? Yes. Did we discuss this? Uh, I don't know if we discussed it, but I do know. I think it was it was Chinese scientists put a piece. No. Put the Japanese. Oh, was it Japanese? I don't remember. They were trying to eradicate the Chinese. Yeah. They, they stuck would them in a chamber and literally blasted them with them. heat until they were a dry husk, yep. and then they measured the water. Yep. No, well, they, they, were they No, they would measure the body first. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Before and after. I thought it was like kind of what came up, but it would have gone from the heat. Yeah, it would have but evaporated. Yeah, while they were alive. Well, they weren't so at the end of it. No. To say the least, yeah. Um, That's yes. just fucked up. It is. They also, in that study, I'm pretty sure they figured out, if it was the same scientist or somebody else, uh, I remember they also did the study to see how much a soul weighs. No, that was completely different. <clears throat> is it not the same people? No, I think it was in England. Hmm. I know that one. They they had they, the body, and when he died, they weighted it. Yeah. I think it was on a scale. Yeah. It was like and as he 42 died, grams like, or something like that? Yeah, a couple. like It's something very uh, minuscule. No, I think it was more than that. Was it? I think it was a couple pounds. I could have sworn it was only like a few grams. I don't know. You can continue with the story. I'll look it up. So okay. I know the number. Oh, was that in England? I could have sworn like the, the people that did England. the how much water is in a human body did the same test, but I could be extremely wrong. No, but that was kind of the way they did it was kind of humane, so I don't think it would have been. The oh no, it was not the <laughs> same person then. Yeah, because they actually the guy was dying of natural causes, and they just weighed him. Yep. Uh, approaching the reactor building, stairs there detectors. Oh, right. Twenty-one grams. Yeah. Three fourths um, of an ounce. Three fourths of an ounce. The detectors read twenty-five um, R H per hour. Also, R his name was uh, McDougal. His name was not McDougal. It was. Who did that? McDougal hypothesized that the souls had physical Holy weight. Shit. So I don't think he was a Japanese. At, no, probably not. As they started up the stairs and they withdrew, finding a higher scale. Um, Massachusetts. Ooh, hey, look at that. Massachusetts. Ooh, I was off too. It was. It, it was, was in Japanese, America. that's for sure. It was in America. Um, Finding a higher scale ion chamber detector, the pair reached the top of the stairs to look inside the reactor room for the three missing men. Their, uh, their Jordan Redicator AG 500 meter pegged. <laughs> it says pegged, and I wrote it as pegged. <laughs> That's what a fourth man was. <laughs> pegged at 500 R uh, per hour on the way up. <laughs> they saw a dim, hu uh, humid, wet operating floor st <laughs> strewn with rocks and steel uh, punchings, twisted they metals, the pegging and is over. The floor is wet. <laughs> and debris scattered all over. Coming from a nearby Idaho falls, the lead 
the lead of SL1 health physician Ed Valerio and Paul Duckworth, the SL oper uh, SL1 operations supervisor, arrived at SL1 around 10.30 p.m. The two don't... By the way, they have no idea what's going on, what happened at this point. That's why I'm reading it like this, because we're not entirely sure what's going on. They think it was the guy from the lighthouse. The one that disappeared? Yeah. <laughs> there was three of them there, too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they left, like, drinks and stuff on the table. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. <laughs> There's the way I want to go. I want to make sure I leave it. So far, they're looking for the three missing men in this uh, reactor room. You Nobody know, can find them. If I'm ever, like, have some medical condition where I know I'm going to die, yeah, like cancer, and I know I only have, like, a week or two left. You're going to fucking disappear yourself? No. I am going to, like... Uh huh. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of how I'd do it without. Like, at, at that point, you know, I'd probably know a lot about, you know, huh. lobotomy. Because I've had tons of needles stuck in me. Sure. I would drain my own blood a little bit. Uh huh. Splatter it all over the walls and put, like, a knife on the floor and just stage it like a whole total murder. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> then put, like, bottles of poison over here and different things, you know? Make it really fucking crazy. I have a bag of lime in the corner with like a map near it, and all these X marks all through the forest. <laughs> Why? Because it'll just be funny. They're like, "Holy shit, this guy's a fucking murderer!" And they'll be spending like months and years trying to find the bodies, and there'll be nothing. The eat them. two donned air packs and went quickly into the administrative building, through the support building, and up the stairs to the reactor floor. Valerio heard uh, the moaning of McKinley while halfway up the stairs, finding him and a second operator on the floor who appeared to be dead. The two dis decided to return to the checkpoint and get help for the bleeding McKinley. So, so far, two of the missing people have been seen. Uh, the two were joined by three health physicians who donned air packs as well and went with them back to the reactor floor. The masks on their air packs were fogged up, limiting visibility. McKinley was moving yeah, slightly. Jesus Christ, those things fog up so yeah, bad. Even with um, positive pressure, they still fog up pretty bad. The first one they gave me didn't even fucking work. Really? Yeah, the tank Ooh, wouldn't. You did. My rebreather wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. or no, I had the tank, not the rebreather. What? Because they had the, the, the little rebreather pack. It's, not a, it's a, just a fan. It doesn't rebreathe anything. Is it the? What's it? No, it's the bigger suit that has the rebreather. I think the one we weren't allowed to train with. What is a rebreather? It's like the things you use underwater too. It like takes your. Well, you're you exhale about, and Oh, you're talking about. Back. Okay, I know what you're talking yeah. about. You're talking of the thing that goes on your belt. That's a fan that just filters air and puts it in. Yeah. Your... No, but the, I'm thinking of the rebreather that like divers use. Mm -hmm. It takes like your carbon monoxide and. Yeah. something or it takes out of the water which isn't a hundred percent it only like adds you no, but i believe already exhaled thing i believe they did say that the the highest class suit that we weren't allowed to train in because you need like extensive extensive training yeah the, the bunker those. gear yeah. yeah i had the whole fucking headset and the oxygen tank and yep man you can't see shit after a few nope. minutes nope not at all plus um, if it's a real emergency man you Yes. It's going to be even harder. Yep. Well, they got to put little windshield wipers on. <laughs> That's what they need. Uh, <laughs> I came up with a new name for them, too. I can't remember what it was. Uh, so limiting, limiting visibility. McKinley was moving slightly, but his body was partially covered with a metal debris. 
which the rescuers had to quickly remove in order to carry him with a stretcher. Valerio moved debris in an attempt to find the missing crewman. Another man checked the pulse of Byrnes. Barnes, why did I say Byrnes? Barnes, and announced that he is dead. The body of Barnes was partially covered with a steel pallet and blood. I don't know why I put it like that. Three men attempt to remove McKinley via the outside stairs, sending one man outside to meet with them with a truck, but after carrying McKinley across the operating floor to the exit, they discovered equipment blocking the emergency exit door. This forced the rescuers to reverse course and then use the main stairs. During the movement of McKinley, two men had their Scott air packs freeze up and and cease to work. Duckworth evacuated due to the malfunction, while Valerio removed his mask and breathed contaminant air to complete the evacuation of McKinley. So he sacrificed himself to save the other. He's man, not dead. Who was already gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Great logic. He. They don't know he's gonna die. They don't. He, they could still save him. The rescue took about three minutes. Um, it's probably a life just going to drop about 90%, but it's okay. That's right. It's better than the fucking um, elephant's foot. If you know what that is. Yeah. 3D printers, they suck. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a 3D printer called an elephant's foot? It's No, it's if you have your Z offset too low, mm-hmm. when it does the first layer, it squishes out on the side, and it's called an elephant's foot. Oh. That's interesting. No, I'm talking about the elephant's foot from from Chernobyl. Mm. Whenever sounds, Chernobyl melted down, yeah. the core kind of like it was superheated, so everything around it melted and just sank into the ground, into the basement area, and what was left was just a uh, irradiated like uh, metal and rock. And if you were to physically look at it, you would be dead. Um, so basically, if you were able to look at it, you were too close to the radiation, mm-hmm. and you would you would die. It melted right through the floor. Yep, it went into the basement. Did levels. you did you ever see that video someone made of Obi Wan destroying the Death Star? No. It's all done in almost like sixteen bit animation, side scrolling. Yeah, yeah. And he walks up, and Darth Vader like going you know mouthing off like he always did, and Obi Wan just turns his lightsaber on, turns it over, and just drops it into the floor, <laughs> and it goes boom. Boom, boom, all the way through the <laughs> Death Star. That's funny. Like, why didn't they do that? There's a lot of speculations on certain things when it comes to lightsabers. Um, the evacuation of McKinley turned quickly into a major radiological problem. McKinley was first uh, shuttled into a panel truck and then into the back of an ambulance. The on-call nurse, Helen Lyson, Tending to the patient in the back of the ambulance, heard at least a faint breathing, perhaps his last breath. But before the vehicle made it to the nearby highway, twenty. They realized the, the vehicle weighed twenty-one grams less. The A, <laughs> the AEC doctor had the nurse evacuate, and entering the ambulance found no pulse. He pronounced the man dead at eleven fourteen p.m. The contaminated ambulance with the body of McKinley ambulance. was driven. Out into the desert and abandoned for several hours. Because of so much radiation. Yep. Four men had entered into the reactor building at 10.30 p.m. and found the third man, Leg, was discovered last because His name was was Leg? Yep. L-E-G-G. Leg. At first you said it like they found his leg. Then I'm like, wait, no, no, you said his name was Leg. Nope. 
Four men had entered the reactor building at 10.30 p.m. and found the third man, Legs, was discovered last because he was pinned to the ceiling above the reactor by a shield plug and not easily What's a recognizable. plug? Okay. Did I looked it, into this. Did it, like, blow off the reactor and pin him? Yes. So it's like a big metal, like... Rod. Okay. Yep. And so he was not easily recognizable even... So, uh, extensive documentations were conducted that night. Approximately 30 of the first responders took showers, scrubbed their hands with potassium. Uh, it's just like they're, they're deconning right now, and it's crazy. Trying to. Trying to decon um, and change their clothes. The bodies in the ambulance was later um, disrobed and returned to the ambulance, which it took, near, uh, took to a nearby facility for storage and autopsy. On the night of January 4th, a team of six volunteers used a plan involving teams of two to recover Barnes' body from the SL-1 operating floor. It was taken also by an ambulance to the same facility. After four days of planning and the third body, by, the far, most by far the most contaminated, was retrieved. Uh, modifications to the reactor room had to be performed by a welding Team inside the lead inside of a lead shield box attached to a crane. On January 9th, in uh, relays of two, at the time a team of ten men allowed no more than 65 seconds exposure. Each used sharp hooks at the end of a long pole to pull legs body free oh, okay. of the number How seven shield plug. Yep. Would this pole have to be for them to stay a safe distance? Well, they're only in there for like an uh, one minute increments, and they had their suits on. Yeah, so it didn't really have to be long, but just not to reach him. Yep. Okay, I thought you meant like like they just keep screwing the poles on and sliding them in farther and farther, so they don't have to get within the radiation well, range. Um, the number seven shield plug, dropping it onto a five by twenty foot stretcher attached to a crane outside. Um, it's fairly large, the roof. Um. Large enough for someone not to realize that somebody is dead up there. What's Did up? Say Pi Day. I don't think so. It's no, because it's two point something, not three. Because we're at, because today is three point eleven, it would not be Pi. Three more days is Pi Day. I thought Pi starts with a T. Three point one four. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I failed math. <laughs> I, for some reason, I thought I started with a two. No, no. It's no. 3.14. I didn't know if there was a 14th, though. That's why I was asking if it was no, tied. No, no, no. It's the 11th, I think. Pretty Ooh, sure. Someone said something I was like, it was Mario Day the other day. Mario Day? March it is 10th. Ah. Uh, it was 2 2 2 2 2 2 last month. Yeah, it's the only time it'll ever happen. It's not the only time it'll ever happen. No, thirty twenty-two. Yeah, nineteen twenty-two, or in I don't know, two thousand two hundred and twenty-two. <laughs> I like it. You went to thirty immediately. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that would be even more twos. I won't be alive. It don't matter. Maybe you will. We'll put you in cryogenic sleep. You'll be fine. Um, they got him on the. Sh they got the body on the stretcher. Uh, radioactivity. Oh, 
Why did I do this? <laughs> Why do you do a lot of things? Radioactivity. Copper 64CU from a cigarette lighter screw on McKinley and brass, which, uh, which brand buckle from Barn. Whoa. Did I have a stroke while writing this? Belt buckle? And a brass watch band. That's how I should have said it. A brass watch band. Buckle. Like the buckle on a brass watch is band. Okay. Yes. It's a weird thing to say, I know, but it, that's how it is. From Barnes, both proved that the re, uh, reactor had indeed gone prompt critical, which prompt critical is like when it reaches critical mass and cannot, it goes into a meltdown like that. I had to look up why they kept saying prompt critical. Yeah. Um, when it reaches terminal velocity. <clears throat> Uh, indeed gone into prompt, uh, prompt critical. This was confirmed with several other readings, including a gold from uh, from gold from legs wedding ring. Nuclear accidents uh, demonstrated inside the reactor. His platinum butt plug was melted. Yeah, that's crazy. I like how his gold band's fine, but his platinum butt plug is more <laughs> melts. Uh, <laughs> platinum is high re- highly reactive with radiation. And uranium and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Nuclear accident uh, <laughs> dosimeters inside the reactor plant and particles of uranium from the victim's clothes also proved evidence of the uh, judging. Excision. I just wanted a butt plug in this story somewhere. Prior to the discovery of uh, neutron-activated elements in men's belongings, scientists had doubt that the nuclear uh, excision had occurred, believing that the reactor was inherently safe uh, um, Generally, they believe they're safe when mm-hmm. they turn them on. Uh, strontium. This one's not safe. A major fission pro- product was also found with the uranium particles. These findings ruled out early uh, speculations that the chemical explosion caused the accident. That a chemical. Are you still on the first page? Second page. Okay, I thought so. Jeez, I want to start writing my will. <laughs> It's not my fault. I, you, you, took, you keep interrupting me. That's what we do. Yeah, but more more so than normal. No. Some sources and eyewitnesses accounts confuse the names of uh, positions of each victim in Idaho Falls, the untold story of America's uh, first nuclear accident, the authorities' incident, or the, the author, I'm sorry, indicates that initial rescue teams identified Barnes as the man found uh, initially alive, believing that Leg's body was the one found next to the reactor yielding Barnes, and recovered the night the after the yes, night after he would have survived the incident, in that McKinley was impaled by the control rod to the ceiling directly above the reactor. This Actually, misidentification well caused by the severe blast injuries to the victims was later recertified during the autopsy conducted by Clarence Lahingber, and this would cause confusion for some time. What? A little known fact, but that's how he lost his arm, reaching into the nuclear reactor to save somebody. Who? Barnes? Um, yes. That's what it was. Um, I have the names of all the rescuers. Am I even right with his name? Bucky Barnes. Yeah, I was right. Okay. Yeah, you were right. Um, the seven rescuers who carried McKinley and received... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. The... Carnage, Carnage Hero Awards. What? Carnage. Car- Carnegie? 
I think it is Carnegie. Which I realized after saying Carnage, and then I'm like, is this gonna be Carnegie? And I'm fucking this all. <laughs> um, Carnage and Venom <laughs> came together in the radiation room and blew each other. God, you have some weird fantasies. <laughs> the seven rescuers who carried out McKinley received a Carnegie Hero. But now I have questions. From the Carnegie Hero Fund, where Paul Duckworth, the SL one operator, Sidney Cohen. The SL-1 test supervisor, William Rausch, SL-1 assistant operator. Did you say William? 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 Yeah. William. Okay. What's wrong with the way that I say William? Well, that time you said it fine. Before you said William. You said it almost like Will I Am. Will I Am. Will E Am. William. Will I Am's lesser known brother. Also known as my dad. Oh. Uh, SL1 assistant operator, supervisor, Ed Valerio, SL1 health physician, William Graymill, Gamil, rather, the on-duty AEC site sur- uh, survey chief, uh, Lovell J. Callister, health physician, and Delos E. Richards, health physician technician. Those are all, all the guys who help. I want that fucking title. I want to be the health f- physician technician. Yeah, great name, right? It is. All right, so I have the cause of the failure and what happened, sort of what happened. Like, they know what happened, but not 100% know what happened. The plug blew off. How, though? Coffee. The missing coffee cup. There's only three of them. I was making a joke about that. (laughs) Um, One of the required... I think it's funny, but he got pissed and dumped his coffee on the reactor control One of the required maintenance procedures calls for rod 9 to be manually withdrawn approximately 4 inches. (laughs) That's so perverse. I know. You need to pull on that rod precisely 4 inch increments. No, (laughs) legitimately, it is precisely 4 inches in order to attach it to the automated control mechanism from which it had been disconnected. Post-accident... Uh, accident calculations as well as examinations of scratches on the rod 9 estimated that it had actually been withdrawn approximately 20 inches causing the reactor to go quite a difference yeah promptly (laughs) causing it reactor to go promptly into critical uh, triggering the stream the steam explosion yeah (laughs) do you have uh, anything to add to that with your rods Uh, the most common theory proposed for the withdrawal of the rod are Sabotage or suicide by one of the operators. Post-coitus cuddling. Uh, Murder-suicide involving an affair with the wife of the one who was operating. (laughs) Yep. Called it. Uh, In a... In a... So wait. Wait, wait, read that one again. Uh, A murder-suicide involving an affair with the wife of one of the operators. So, so uh, I he didn't pulled actually... the rod out too far to kill himself and the other guy because yes. the guy slept with his wife. Yeah, there There's is less painful ways of doing this. Yeah, there is, but not as effective. I don't know. A gun's pretty effective. I don't know. You can survive a bullet wound to the head. Not a shotgun. You can survive a shotgun. Not shot. a slug. No. There you go. Not a slug. Um, but there are blunderbuss. It depends what's in the blunderbuss. Their arm. <laughs> just grab their arm jamming and pull the trigger quick it's gone only the front half would be gone probably. I still want one of those they didn't, you don't even get them anymore yeah you can get a black they're not guns they're black powder guns yeah they're not guns 
of a gun. Nope, they're not considered guns. What are they considered? They're considered black powdered uh, mechanisms or something like that. Black powdered tubular yeah. propellants. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm joking, but by the ATF standards, they're not considered guns. Then I want one. Yeah, you can legally own them. I will literally fill all my put all my fucking toys in that and just shoot fucking anybody that comes into my house. Comes in. They're awesome. like, why are you here with a bunch of like anime um, game a figures <laughs> stuck in your face? <laughs> Yeah, don't go to that fucking house to rob it, friends. That would probably happen. There'd be so much heat that a lot of it would melt, melt together. Yeah. Um, I still think forks are the best. Forks are butter knife. You've been watching too much Pirates of the Caribbean. No, I actually had this idea way before that. Oh, okay. Um, I, once I found out what a blunderbuss was, I wanted one. <laughs> An inadvertent, inadvertent withdrawal of the main control rod or a... Inter- Intentional attempt to exercise the rod to make it travel more smoothly within its sheath. The maintenance logs do not address what the technicians were attempting to do, and thus the actual cause of the accident will never be known. Um, they did post experiments with the like approximations of the weight of the rod and like the reactor chamber, where they just. Ca- kept having people take the rod in and out <laughs> for like i kid you not to see if like maybe the rod had got stuck on something and then when they were trying to forcibly get unstuck to something hey john you've been in there for a minute tim get in there and fuck that machine with that rod yeah pretty much um i i i started to write out the whole um actual like events they did to it, a little too, it turned you on so you had to stop no it was like I, I like this. However, this is a lot of, of course information, you liked it. and it wasn't that like helpful because at the end of it, they kind of concluded that it was unconclusive. And I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there was um, some stories out there. The reason why the main guy um, Leg had done it because Leg is the one who took the rod out. Um, people believe that what I've read is. Before he had one eye and had no depth perception, he thought he pulled it four inches out. But yes, um, no. But before he started that day, he got a phone call from his wife saying he wanted a divorce. Or she wanted she a was. divorce, and that people believe that he killed himself because of that. Huh? There's a lot of weird. It seems ones. extreme though, because you're killing everybody else yeah. as well. Also, it's like really, I don't know if I would immediately kill myself if somebody wanted now look, a divorce see, with me. If that happened to me and I was in that crazy state of mind that would do something like that, mm-hmm. I would take now the rod's radioactive, right? Yeah. I would take that into a what it would have to use like a lead container or something. What? To transport it. The rod is not the actual rod that can, has the isotopes in it. Okay, never mind. Then. It it it's it's the same thing with the when they had the core and they put things around it and just it's hard to explain. The rod isn't the isotope. But the core is the dangerous part. Yes. So the rod is dangerous. No. Okay. I thought it was like a radioactive rod. No. I'm I picturing pretty... like the Simpsons, seriously, with a green I, rod. I, it's not that kind of rod. Yeah. I believe like, the I rod... I just fucking bring it home in a container and you know give it to the wife. Why would it be more dangerous if you took it out? That's the thing. Because if you're taking it out of the machine and it was radioactive, the radiation would be coming out of the container it was in. Correct. So why would that taking it out cause the explosion within the reactor? Okay. The rod is a, like, um, what do you call? It, it dampers the radiation. And so the actual um, chemical, not chemicals, the radiation inside do not 
perpetuate enough to cause a what they call a prompt critical. That's what the rod does. I love how you say it. You just learned what that was. Yes. Well, what they call a prompt critical. Yeah, and what I mean, they call it. It's not know, what no. I would no, call it. No, no, but the way you said it sounded like, you know, you were like, you were well-versed in this. No. But a minute ago, you were like, I had to look up a prompt critical. I could be, could also, I could be completely wrong, and the rod is the radiation isotope. But I'm pretty sure the rod isn't the radiation isotope. The rod is merely there to stop it from going into a critical mass. So why do they stick a fucking cork in the hole? You make me regret life every single day. I try. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting to get the call from your parents. Uh, but also, there there was like after the long studies that they did, uh, they came to the conclusion that. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm reading to see if I'm on the right. Page. I've done that so many times. I flip the page and I flip another one. I'm like shit. Have I done this? I got a number of fucking pages. Yeah. That's why when we first started, remember I'd X out the page when yes. I was done with it? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't yep. get fucked up. Um, but they basically, it doesn't make sense for it to be an accident. That's basically what they came to the conclusion to. That it doesn't really get, the rod doesn't actually get that stuck. Even, even if it does get stuck, to go from 4 inches to 20 inches is very hard because the rod itself is like 40 pounds. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge fucking distance. Yeah. Like, so stock you pull hard, you're not happened, gonna slip it out sixteen it's more inches. Almost impossible for it to be an accident. What I read, at least, it could be wrong. Um, so it, it looks intentional, but they have no idea why he did it. That's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to cover it. Not because this terrible thing happened, it's because it happened. And nobody we, knows why. Nobody really knows why. And anybody who was in the room, dead. Leg knows why. Probably. It's too bad he's nothing but legs at this point. Yeah, we need that machine where you hook the head up and you project the last things. From the, what they did with the cat? Last things in their mind on the wall from yeah. their eyes. Yeah. yeah. That only puts what they saw last, though. Yeah, true. It doesn't give you their thoughts. But if you eat part of the brain. Ah, you, you inherit their powers. Yes. Speaking yes. Uh, going back to the blunderbuss, I learned about it in Van Helsing. The movie? The yes. one with um, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. I didn't know what a blunderbuss was until you had one in that. I'm like, oh, that's an amazing gun. It's not a gun. Stop calling it a gun. It's, a gun. it's not a gun. For in layman's terms, it's a gun. You are a layman. I am. Fucking layman. More like it. Fucking got him. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Barnes & Noble the other day. And I'm daughter, done with that story, by the way. So after you get done with your little time. thing, yeah, we can take a break. My daughter went up to one of those like, uh, etch a sketch. No, the the ones where you like, you can write on them, then you push a button, it clears them. An etch a sketch, not an etch a sketch. That's got the little knobs and the graphite. You started doing this fucking motion, but you don't as if it wasn't. You go to the bookstores all the time. I actually haven't been to bookstores in like. Well, a they have these things where like you write on it. And it writes in like a, a neon white color board. or something. It's yes. Kind of, yeah, but then you hit a button, it just erases everything. You're like, I wish I could hit the button and erase you. Eh, me too. I would have hit it by now. Me too. But uh, repetitively, she wrote like your mom, then wrote got him. Fucking <laughs> like, nice. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I got him. Fucking nice. I'm Ugh. so glad kids these days are just what they are. 
Because it makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah, it makes me feel like less of a piece of shit. You go, look at that. Still a weeb, though. I'm doing better. What's your point? Your daughter's more of a weeb than I am at this point. She's also a child. What's your excuse yeah? for your uh, body pillow? How dare you bring my body pillow into this? How dare you bring Vanessa? You could have brought like all the things I I'm currently doing. You could have brought in the things I currently do, like paint minis of, and shit. Oh, that's her. I was trying to think of Zero Two. Is that her name? Who? Uh, Are you talking about? Oh, you're talking Darling about in the Franks. Yeah, I've never actually watched that anime. No, I was trying to think of a name, so I'm like, I'm trying to think of an anime name, and I couldn't Vanessa. think of it. <laughs> just throw out any friggin' name. Did you randomly just say body pillow? Or have you? Have I actually told you that I actually do have a body pillow? No, I didn't know you had. Yeah, one. I actually have a body yeah, pillow. Yeah, yeah. Who's on it? Um, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> how dare you? First of all, it's Ryan Reynolds. It's, okay, that's understandable. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's um a character from. Oh God, what is it from? It's a video game. It's I'll I'll find it and I'll show you. It's not that crazy. Ryan Reynolds would be more understandable. I'm not into men. Not even Ryan Reynolds. He's yeah, okay. a cool dude, but not like uh-huh. I'm not sexually uh-huh. into the Ryan Reynolds. Uh huh. We'll be back soon. Alrighty, we are back after a very long break. It was almost an hour and a half break, I think. <laughs> it wasn't intended to be. No, we were just going to stop and then some things you happened. You went and did and something, then I was putting a package together, and, and then there was a phone call, and then an issue with my tires getting fixed, and my girlfriend had to fix that for me because I'm an invalid. <laughs> an invalid. I got something funny for you, though. What's that? The other day, I, she already knows this story. But I reaffirmed to her that I was the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she said, well, she's very lucky to have nag- like snagged me then. Yep. And I'm like, you are. It's a very niche market. <laughs> niche. Niche. It's not every day that you get told you're the center of the universe by Rob the God of Thunder in a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's not many of us left. I'm like, and I told her that. I, if she wants to be a god, I'll see if I can find Rob, the god of thunder. I was about to ask you. I wonder what Rob is doing today. He's probably dead somewhere. Probably. <laughs> and has been for a while. He stood out in a storm with a lightning rod. <laughs> Rob, the god of thunder. Hear me! It's just, it's, that should be a D&D character. Rob, the, the god, god of, of thunder. thunder. That just strikes fear. Oh, my God. My next wizard I play, or sorcerer I play, is going to be Rob, the god of thunder. Did you ever... And he only uses, like, fire magic. Yeah. <laughs> not even. He's, like, a warrior or a healer or something. He's not actually. He's a minstrel. <laughs> a bard. Sorry. No, no, no. Bard would be too correct. It has to be something else. Yeah, Rob the God of Thunder would sound like a bard name. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be, like, Rob the God of Thunder, and he's, oh, God, what's, like, the... the f- like, a really weird magic. Further, w- weird magic? Maybe a warlock. No, but they can cast lightning, can't they? Can they use Oh, it? you mean like... You need something that can't use lightning whatsoever. It's all enchantments. Okay. So he can only enchant things. Yeah. Like charm person, uh, control creature, hold person, all those kind of spells. Or necromancy. Yeah, something that just has or nothing dunamancy. to do with thunder. Dunamancy would be weird. What's that one? Time. Like you slow time and like... It, it, it's about fate. It's weird. 
It's a new thing. I like that class that that person described where they Arduino can make Man. like the temporal pocket a lot and of a rope can. hanging out of it, yeah, and they yeah. can climb it's up in it trick. and yeah. just slide down, shoot somebody, and slide back up, and yeah. they can't be hit. Rope trick. What was the other one where you can you can turn someone into like an animal and send them to go deliver a message? Oh, you'd use polymorph, and then you'd use uh, animal message, I believe, or yeah. animal sense. Yeah, and you send them like to that. like the other side of the world, and yeah. you just fucking forget about that yeah. enemy now. Polymorph only works for an hour, though, or it depends what level you cast it at. Yeah, but if you do so like a bird, it can get pretty far in yeah. an hour. It. Don't get me wrong. So wait, great idea. Wait. It just it won't last forever. Here is a question. Yes. If you polymorph something into a say hawk. Yep. And tell it to go send a message. Mm-hmm. And it takes off in flight. When it hits the hour mark and he turns back into a human and just plummets to the earth, mm-hmm. is he dead? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it was a human that you polymorphed. Yeah. Oh, anything. If you did like an ogre, it would be an even bigger fall. Yeah. I watched somebody po- uh, polymorph like... No, you heard somebody. Nope. I know what I said. <laughs> Don't you assume... <laughs> I've seen polymorph used in magnificent ways. Yes, but you still only heard it. You didn't actually nope. see something transform. Nope. Again, I know what I said. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> I saw someone. Yeah, I would polymorph shit into like bugs and just step on them. <laughs> well, they would just go back into their form. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, yeah. Once you once you've taken up damage to uh, get rid of that form, you just go back into your own form. Okay, so what if you say you're fighting a bunch of like goblins? Mm-hmm. Like, say, five or ten or whatever. Sure. Polymorph them all into, like, snails. Mm-hmm. Then you throw them all into a bag of holding. They would suffocate eventually. And then just forget about them. It's been done. That's well, the, maybe not that That is, like, but the best way to win in a fight. Okay. You say, okay, that specific one is actually a terrible example because if you can polymorph, you're not turning ten goblins into a snail. No, ten snails. But that's what I'm saying. You're not turning goblins into snails. If you have polymorph and you're fighting goblins, you're just gonna kill the goblins. It'd be easier and use less spell slots. But it's not as funny. <laughs> you're right. It's not as funny. You know, yeah, he's getting all ready to battle. He's like, poof, and you just walk out to picking snails up and throwing them into a bag of holding. <laughs> all right, ready to go? Yeah. And then what you do is, if you get into another like skirmish and say a tavern you just dump all the goblins out quick and leave if they're still alive they'll be all pissed off they'll be dead i don't know because there's that whole thing about the creature that lives in the bag of holding and can draw you in there and you're just stuck in there i think that's the bag of consuming no it's a bag of holding is it the bag of holding he can pull you in and you're trapped in there until someone saves you so you don't die of not breathing yeah you do well not if you aside from that encounter if it literally states in the bag of holding like uh um, subtext you have um, 10 minutes worth of air in the bag and anything past that you start to suffocate ah yep so they probably unless you have something that can perpetuate air there are there are bottles of air so you could have a bottle of air an addendum to get rid of that little creature that people were using to terrorize their fucking you could still use that well yeah but you only have 10 minutes to save the person um, well it could be that he pulls them into a different pocket and onto your pocket and so, it well, has he can travel from any bag of holding yeah, to any so, bag of holding. So it could be his own pocket dimension. I'm he drags you to the bag of holding, and right at nine fifty nine, he brings you to another bag. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> so you get ten more minutes. 
He just travels through random bears. Or it's just his own plane. Like, uh, it's his own plane, so he can perpetuate air if he wanted to. I don't know. There's ways to use the bag of holding for funky ways. Yes. I still have the rest of my story to talk you can about. Do what Jason did. Jason. Friday the 13th. He went up to the campers in their sleeping bag and just picked them up and just slammed them to a fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> Except it wouldn't damage the creature in the bag. Yeah, just don't let it out for 10 minutes, you will. Wait till about 20 minutes, dump out the dead animal. Yeah. What you really want to do, if somebody's in a bag of holding and you just want to fuck them up, you get another bag of holding and you put the bag of holding in a bag of holding. In a bag of holding, in a bag of holding, no, in well, a bag once, of holding? What, once you've created one, you create a singularity and it kind of turns into like a black hole and fucking rips itself apart. You can't have a bag of holding in a bag of holding. So it just obliterates itself. Yep. Good to know. Yep. If I ever play D&D. Yeah, this is the thing about D&D. <laughs> There's so many weird caveats. So I'm going to finish up with the Demon Core. Um, dun, dun, dun. Which I think I actually have the original name written This is down. totally SCP. It's not SCP. No, I know. It's true. It's, it's, it's fucking not dangerous <laughs> from what I read. <laughs> you mess up by like one little fragment, you're fucking dead. <laughs> Oh, by the way, this the, the core before it was called the Demon Core was uh, known by Rufus. Oh, that's pleasant. Yep. Rufus, until he starts killing people. He hasn't killed anyone. The Demon Core was a spherical 6.2 kilogram, or 14 pounds, subcritical mass of plutonium. It is 89 millimeters in diameter. Manufactured during World War II. Isn't it just like sealed off somewhere permanently now? I'm pretty sure it was destroyed in like. Did they destroy it? I think they. I, I think I actually do cover what, what okay. they did with it. Um, I did write this a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's so hard to remember I think, things. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, it was manufactured during World War II by the United States nuclear weapon development effort, the Manhattan Project, as a. Uh, oh, then it didn't exist. Before? Because, no. you know, they say the Manhattan Project never existed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was a thistle core, an early atomic bomb. The core was intended for the use in possible third nuclear weapon to be dropped on Japan, but when Japan surrendered, made this, it made it unnecessary. It was repurposed for testing. But they still thought about it, just it to rein- yeah, yeah. reinforce what they were saying. It was <laughs> designed... Uh, it was... Yes, designed with a small safety margin to ensure a successful explosion of the bomb. The device briefly went supercritical when it was accidentally placed in a in supercritical configurations during two separate experiments intended to uh, guarantee the core was close to critical point. The first incident, the core was assembled. Oh, ooh, the core assembled was designed to be at. So I read this, and I still don't understand why they call it this, but I kind of do, but only a little bit. So the core was designed to be at 50 cents. In this state, there is only a small safety margin against uh, It's only 50 cents to buy the demon core? Yeah, that's the thing. It's called 50 cents. Oh shit, it's the rapper! Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god! Before he He came came out of the demon core! Yeah. Um, don't fuck him. The necklace around his neck. I don't know why they called it 50 cents. 
uranium. Or negative 50 cents. It, it, it's like, it, it, I'm like, I don't understand why they call it that. I know the idea is like, it's supposed to be like, it, it, it can easily go critical and explode. Or not explode, but easily go critical and start, you know. Maybe 50 cents, like common sense. Like, you know, you don't got to be all there to go near this fucking thing. Yeah, or maybe it's just, it's I just 50 it's, cents uh, no, short I'm going of the with dollar. The totally. Yeah. Definitely 50 cents. In the state, there's only a, sa- uh, a small safety margin against extraneous factors that might increase radioactivity, causing the core to become supercritical and then prompting, then prompt critical. A brief state of rapid energy increase. These factors are not common in the environment. They are circumstances like, like the compression of a solid metallic core, which would eventually be the method used to explode the bomb. The addition of more nuclear material or provisions of an external reflector, which would reflect outbound neutrons back into the core. Then the experiments conducted at Los Alamos leading to the two fatal uh, fatal accidents were designed to guarantee that the core was indeed close to a critical point by arranging such reflectors and seeing how much neutron reflection was required to approach supercritical. What? Don't forget the Alamo. Don't forget the Alamo. You said Alamos. I said Los Alamos. Yeah. Yes. Never forget. Never forget. There's no basement there either. Pee Wee couldn't find his bike. What are you talking about? Pee Wee's Big Adventure? I've not before watched Before your it. time. Watch it. I watch things that are before my time. Star Wars was before my time. Lord of the Rings was... Some Star Wars was before your time. The original trilogy was before my time. The shitty ones. What do you mean the shitty ones? I prefer the newer ones. You prefer the prequels? Me and Chris got into such an argument about this. I like the prequels, but, like, you don't like the original trilogy? You mean the whole incestuous story? and It wasn't incestuous. They didn't know they were related. That doesn't make it not incest. Once he found... She was into Han. She only kissed him once, and she was always into Han. It doesn't matter. If you make out with your sister just because you don't know it's your sister, it's still your sister. Yeah. It's intent, all right? They didn't intend to be incestuous. Why are you so arguing about this? I'm arguing so, about that the original trilogy was sister? not bad. No, I've never kissed my sister. Before it's you my knew brother, she was your sister? What? Did you kiss her before you knew she was your sister? So you How is that physically possible? I was literally there when my sister was born. Anyways. Were you there when she was conceived? No. <laughs> I hope not. Just sitting in a chair with your popcorn. (laughs) What? Okay. On August 21st, in 1945, the plutonium core produced a burst of neutron radiation. I gotta stop saying shit like that because people probably think you got the most fucked up family in the world. I know. (laughs) And you don't. Have family. Have family at all, yeah. A burst of neutron radiation that led to uh, physicist Harry uh, Daglite. Daglin. I Daglin. say that as my dad's right now getting new tires for my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, Harry Daglin's death. Daglin made a mistake while performing a neutron reflector experiment on the core. He was working alone. A security guard, Private Robert J. Hemmerly, was seated at the desk um, 10 to 12 feet away. The core was placed within a stack of neutron reflectors, tungsten, carbon bricks, and and the addition of each brick moved the assembly closer to critical. Well, there's the problem. It needs to be in a bismuth container. 
While attempting to stack another brick around the assembly, Daglin accidentally dropped it onto the core and thereby causing he, the core I, to go. I heard he accidentally touched it to the core, not dropped it. What I have read in multiple places is he dropped it. Okay. He might be right. I think it was the other one that got accidentally too close or touched or something. I, I don't know, actually. I, I, I mean, we'll find out here in a second. I did write it in, too. <laughs> um, caused the core to go well into supercritical, a self-sustained critical chain reaction. He quickly moved to... Uh, he quickly moved the brick off the assembly, but received a fatal dose of radiation. He died 25 days later from the radiation. Yeah, you don't fuck with this thing. Uh, the only two people who are affected by it is the doctor, who died 25 and days. And the other guy was kind of showing off. Um... No, I'm saying in this specific incident, only two people were okay. involved. Um, but the next the next story I knew was the guy was kind yep. of like showing off. Yeah, Private Robert J. Hemerly died in 1973, 33 years after the incident. So, But he did die of acute uh, malignous leukemia at the age of 62. So it's very likely he did get this leukemia because of this incident. So that's who died in that incident, unfortunately. Second incident, on May 21st, 1946, a year later, I think. Yeah, a year later. <laughs> Not even that far off. I know. Physicist Louis Slotin and seven others Los Alamos personnel were in a Los Alamos laboratory conducting another experiment to verify the closeness of the core to criticality. By yeah, let's just go in this room and see how close we can get this to critical. Yeah, that's 100% what they did. That's I know. What, that's <laughs> like literally what they did. The worst possible weird thing to do. <laughs> let's go tempt fate today. Um, by positioning of neutron reflectors, Slotin, who was leaving Los Alamos, was showing um, the technique... Uh, Technique to Alan C. Graves. Now, before you get there, if I remember correctly, wasn't the thing to pry it open with a screwdriver? Yes. Okay. Who would use it in a final test before the Operation Crossroads nuclear test schedule a month later at Bikini Atoll. It requires the operator to place two half spheres of... You said it earlier. Bismuth. Oh, no. Sorry. That's what I said. Belerium. Or Bulimia? <laughs> I know what this word is, and now I can't say you it. you got to have two bulimics in there and put the sphere between them? Beryllium. Will anorexics work? Beryllium. 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 They put two spheres, half spheres of beryllium, which are neutron reflectors, around the core to be tested and manually lowered uh, on the top of the reflectors over the core using a thumb hole on top as, they ref as the reflectors were manually moved closer and further away from each other. Um, I lost where I was reading. Hey, that's pretty cool. You should just start writing that in. <laughs> <laughs> every couple paragraphs. Just every couple paragraphs. give you a little like, break. Um, Sectalian encounters measured the reflectors' activity from the core. The ex uh, experimenter needed to maintain a slight separation between the reflector halves in order to stay below critical. The standard protocol was to use shims between the halves as allowing them to close completely would result in instantaneous formation of a critical mass and, be, and lethal power exertion. 
Under Slotin's own unapproved protocol, the shims were not used, and the only thing preventing the closure was the blade of a standard flat tip screwdriver. Yeah. But can you think about just think about this whole idea? If this sphere closes, we're all fucking dead. So let's just put a little tiny shim right here and shut it. <laughs> well, okay, so the spheres are just the reflecting yeah. itself. And then but they the, can't close. They're trying to, they're trying, yeah. I do a critical. They're so they're just like, see how close they're in get. there by hand just putting little shims in this thing. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. It's I mean, fucking so dangerous. It's the 40s, dog. I don't know what you expect. I, I honestly don't want you to say. Honestly, the way things went back there, why aren't there super mutants walking around right now? Who says there aren't? They do. Who says there aren't? Um, <laughs> and this is why we're all living in a matrix. Manipulated in Slotin's other hand. Slotin, who was given to bravado, became the local expert, performing the test on almost a dozen occasions, often in his trademark blue jeans and cowboy boots in front of a room full of observers. Enrico uh, Fermi, Fermi, F-E-R-M-I, Fermi, Fermi, I don't know, anyways, Enrico, uh, told Slotin and others they would be dead within a year if he if they continued to perform the test in that manner. Scientists referred to this flirting with the possible, uh, possibility of nuclear chain reaction as tickling the dragon's tail. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading that part. Based on the remarks by... Uh, Physicists Richard F- Feynman, who compared the experiments to tickling the, the tail of the sleeping dragon. On the day of the accident, Sultan's screwdriver slipped outwards a fraction of an inch while he was lowering the top of the reflector, allowing the reflector to fall into place around the core. Instantly, there was a flash of blue light and a wave of heat across Sultan's skin. The core had become supercritical, releasing the intense burst of neutron radiation, estimated to have lasted about half a second. Sultan quickly twisted his wrist, flipping the top of the shell to the floor. The heating of the core and shells and shells stopped the critical the criticality within seconds of it. I don't know why. I okay, I got. I gotta tell you something. Okay, within I'm seconds. I'm picturing of in my head right now. Initiation. You know when your kids. No. And, like, you go out with a cardboard box, you put a stick under it with a string, and you put, like, peanuts I've in the squirrel. I've never done that. You've seen it in cartoons. I have seen it, though. We yes. used to do it when we were kids. This is what I'm picturing with this thing. You just go out into the field, like, in <laughs> war. You sat down with a shim in it and, like, a little fishing line. You walk and hide behind a wall. Then when people come there, you pop the shim out. Boom! Everybody's dead. <laughs> exactly. Within, within hundreds of feet. They'll be like, how'd you stop Damn. the war? Ah, the old squirrel trick. The old put a death core out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Mom and Dad saved the world with a grenade to fix. Yes. Pick me up. Within, <laughs> within seconds of initiation. While Sultan's reaction prevented a recurrence and... Ooh, why did I... How did I miss that? Okay. While Sultan's reaction prevented recurrence and the ended and ended the accident, the well, well somebody's coming. Mm-hmm. The position of it's the ATF. Uh, the position of Sultan's body over the apparatus also shielded the others from much of the neutron radiation, but he received a lethal dose of one hundred or no, I'm sorry, one thousand rads. 
um, of neutron radiation and 114 rads of gamma radiation in under a second and died nine days later from acute radiation poisoning. The nearest person to Stallone, a uh, Sultan, rather. Stallone. I changed his name halfway through. <laughs> Graves, who was also watching over Sultan's shoulder, Look, was Rambo thus. Rambo would have fucking survived this. Yeah. Was thus. <laughs> was thus partially shielded by him, receiving a high but non lethal radiation dose. Graves was hospitalized for several weeks. And the weirdest thing, as you can see, his x ray on the wall behind him. <laughs> <laughs> was. Uh, with severe radiation poisoning, he died 20 years later at the age of 55 of a heart attack. While this may have been caused by Graves' exposure to radiation, his father also died of a heart attack, suggesting that it may have been just hereditary. Um, nothing to do with Demon Core. Might have nothing to do with the Demon Core. The second accident was reported by the Associated Press on to the Associated Press on the 26th of you May. You actually had that one right. I know. Back. I went back because I thought I said it wrong. You're so used to saying shit wrong that you yes. say it right now and still think it's wrong. Yeah. You ever said a word wrong. so many times that you're like, you have meaning. to ask somebody if it's spelled like, right? Is this shit? correct? Is this a real word? Is this a real word? Mundane. 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 Sorry. Four men injured through the accident, exposures to radiation in the government's at atomic laboratory. Here, Los Alamos have been discharged from the hospital and um, immediately immediate conditions of four others in sick oh my god i don't know why i can't read all of a sudden i mean i can't read to begin with but just even worse all the right time now. what are you talking about uh four others is satisfactory the army reports today dr norris e bradbury project project director said that men were injured last tuesday in what he described as an experiment with fissionable material with fate <laughs> yeah i mean realistically um so there were i think it was six. we are just trying to prove darwinism right now <laughs> so there were eight people in the room when this happened and i have all eight i was going to add their professions but i've mainly just now you're collecting radiated bodies yes uh so these are whatever all the people... happened to pokemon you know so these are the people that were in the room Louis Alexander Sultan died nine days after the accident because of, you know, radiation poisoning. Uh, Alvik C. Graves died in, I it autocorrected to I'd. <laughs> the I-E-D? I'd. I'd. Um, died in 1965, 19 years after the incident of the heart attack, as we talked about earlier. Is that like an inner erectile device? Internal erectile device. What? IUDs. Birth control. I know what IUDs. What IED. No, an IED is crazy. improvised explosive device. Samuel Allen so Kill died mind. in 2001, 55 years after. At least the listener understands my humor. Refused to take parts in studies and was prevented from obtaining his own medical records from the incident. Yep. Marion Edward. Oh, I'm not saying that last name. I cannot. Cause what is Sisaliki? Where are you? Right here. Sisaliki. 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 I'd say. That's yeah. a uh, died of acute uh, leukemia in 1965. Uh, Twenty years after, Dwight Smith Young died of. 
Yeah, I know. I'm reading it, and I'm like, I've read this, and I've typed this out. What word are we stuck on now? Aplastic amnesia, bacterial, and decar endocarditis. Endocarditis. I got it there. In 1975, this is a problem with using, you know, words, uh, the medical term <laughs> for everything, or foreign names, or what do you mean, Dwight Smith Young? No, I mean like usually you do names that you Ramier can't Edgar Schroeder died. It's not Schrodinger. He died Schrodinger. or did not die. He, he was perpetually in a state of death and undeath. Died of natural causes in 1998, 52 years after the incident, at the age of 88. Theodore per Perlman, alive and in good health and spirits as of 1978, probably died in 1988, 42 years after the incident. We don't actually know, because there wasn't a whole lot of information on her. We didn't, or him, Theodore. Can we focus on the good parts of her life now? Uh Really? Sorry. <laughs> we can talk about it. You want to talk about it? Do you know it? No. There you go. No. Private Patrick Joseph, uh, who was the on watch at the time in the room. There's a little tiny fly flying. Sergeant First. Me. What? There's like every time you talk, a little fly going near your mouth. Is it? Like... I haven't seen it. Now I'm going to be self-conscious about it. You're like, Private Patrick Joseph clearly. Private Sergeant Patrick Joseph. class <laughs> clearly was a KIA. It's an FBI fly coming on, in to oh stop you from talking uh, about a demon On court. the 3rd of September, 1954, four years after the incident while fighting in the 5th Cavalry Regiment in the Army during the Korean War. Yeah, so... After these incidents, the Corps, originally known as Rufus, was referred to as the Demon Corps. Hands-on criticality experiments were stopped, and remote control machines and TV cameras were designed by Sh them. Shriver, <laughs> one of the survivors to perform such an experiment with all with all personnel at the quarter mile distance. You know, so they continued experiments, but you know, at a reasonable distance and not right there next to. Imagine being like hand the guy the with the cowboy boots and jeans. And you got like a room full of people. Yep. And you just walk over, you grab both halves, and just go. <laughs> We're all dead now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something like clever to say about it, like a ride. You ready for a ride of your life, boys? Wham! A giant flash <laughs> of light. And you don't take it apart though. Oh. You know, more than people in that room would probably be dead. Yeah. I think a whole area around them would probably be dead. Yeah, maybe. Seeing as it's a nuclear bomb and you're tempting fate with no, it. No, it's only the core of the bomb. That's the dangerous part. I don't know. The rocket might be dangerous. No, the rocket just propels the dangerous part. Also, they weren't rockets to begin with. It's like a gun. It propels the dangerous part. No, guns are safe. Bullets are dangerous. Exactly. The gun propels the dangerous part. No. Which is the bullet. But there's a core in a bullet, and the the, the core... gun is just a means of transportation. Yes. For the dangerous piece. But a core of a bullet is not dangerous. No, but the core of a nuclear bomb is very dangerous. I don't know about that. It doesn't seem very likely to me. <laughs> what really happens? It's it's the fuel in the jet, and it you know blows up the rocket. That, yep. That's the dangerous part. Yep. The explosion isn't what kills you. 
it's the fun, tasty bits afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It's the, spi- <laughs> it's the spicy air. Mm. My body is tingling. I don't know if that's good. I think I had too much spicy air today. <laughs> I taste copper in my mouth. I don't know if that's good. I still tell people if there's ever a nuclear war, I'm going to be at ground zero. Yeah? Fuck yeah. You want to you be at ground zero. I want to be instantly vaporized. I don't want to be living with radiation poisoning suffering. You don't have to be. Li- you know you can. Uh, the United States could be attacked by nuclear powers and still be okay in certain Depends spots. On, yeah, certain spots. If I'm within range, I'm going to be at ground zero. Oh, okay. But the you other problem is. You don't want to be like the rock people from Japan? You got to think about the other shit, though. What other shit? So. A whole area gets nuclear radiation. Yep. And then storms blow it throughout the country. Mm-hmm. So either way, you're going to get fucked up a bit. Depends what kind of radiation. So I'd rather, if it's nearby, I'm going to be at ground zero. We were talking about that at work today. I told I'm like, I'll be out there giving it the finger. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to hit it with a baseball bat on its way down. <laughs> See if we can bounce it back. Were we, was it me and you were talking about that? No, I think it was at work I was talking with somebody. What, about hitting it back? Not, no, not hitting it back, but they'll be like, sir, the bomb didn't make contact with the ground. Well, what happened? Some guy with a baseball bat hit it three feet above the earth. So technically, it didn't hit the ground. It imploded in the air, which is actually worse, I heard, with nuclear bombs. If it explodes in the air? Yeah. I don't know, actually. Because it radiates and rains down everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we might have finished our podcast just in time, because it sounds like it's about to start to rain. No, my dad could be dragging the jack for the car. Yep, it stopped. So it's yeah. definitely him dragging the yeah, it My dad like came rain. over to put the tires on. It was supposed to rain so today. I'm only going to say this once. I'm sorry. Because we like to joke about this all the time. Yep. Your parents and family are normal. Well. My dad's cool. We don't know where my mom is. <laughs> <laughs> so we joke around all the time about stupid shit about the families. So just to clarify once, then we'll go back to fucking making jokes about it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just clear it now, and then if you never listen to this episode, you just keep on going on, expecting Thinking that we're crazy. Thinking our parents are all fucking crazy. Well, my mom is. But well, drugs. Uh, they will drugs do that. are a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Drugs are a hell of a drug. Man, who would ever thought? Who would have thought it? Drugs are a hell of a drug. I was talking to Ed about it once, and he said something. we were talking about my mom. I've been thinking about starting an Instagram solely for my minis. You are such a fucking nerd. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> you get away from my wall of toys, you goddamn nerd. I don't want your toys. I have my own toys. I'm just the irony. I know. <laughs> I know. You're sitting, you are contaminating my toys with your nerdiness. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Get out of here so I can play Minecraft. So, you know, while we're talking about all this, yes. look behind the uh, Ghost of Tsushima sword and that little Lego guy in a radiation suit. Yeah. Yeah, it seems about right. <laughs> I think he has a Geiger counter, too. That's not. A, that's a weird-looking Geiger counter. It kind of looks like a flamethrower. Is he a flamethrower, dude? Yeah. I don't remember which one he is. I can only see the top of him. I bought. I got him years and years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, he's a flamethrower, dude. Never mind. But why is it plugged into his air supply? He has bad breath. <laughs> he just shoots his foul breath That's at weird. people. weird. It's like plugged into his back, which is where your air supply would be. It even looks like a fan. He shoots his foul breath at people. Here, take my clean air. I just ate a bunch of onions. <laughs> Now perish between. What else do I got? I got a gangster. You got a lot of shit up here. No, the Lego guys. 
Bro. I got like a cowboy gangster type dude. Yep. And a mafia dude. But a brief, he actually has a uh, briefcase. Yeah. Or rather a violin, violin case. case. Yeah. You got a lot of shit up here. I do. I got the girls from Life is Strange. Before the storm. Mm-hmm. I got the guy from The World Ends With You behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy from Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Yep, I see him. Over here is Street Preacher. He's from Shadowrun. Sure. So, there was that game Mage Knight where you had small pieces. You ever played, heard about I, that? I, no. Okay, so, you know... You've told me about Warhammer. it. Warhammer. Yeah. yeah, you've told me about they it. They came with the little dials on the bottom so you didn't have to have books and shit. Yeah. And then tape measures. Well, he's the same type of game, but large scale. Like, that whole disc under him turns for his life points and shit. I gotcha. And then there's pieces and parts inside of it. And there's a guy from... Edward but it's King. not But it's not as cool as Warhammer 40K. It's better. It's Shadowrun. No. Warhammer 40K Let's is see. much better. Edward from Assassin's Creed. Black Flag. You got these two guys from... Uh, Wrench and Aiden from Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs. and Watch Dogs 2. Lobo. The yep. Nuka-Cola girl. Got Minecraft and Minecraft Steve Cole. Mm-hmm. Well. Cola yep. Girl, a Quantum Cola Soda. Yep. You got a few Fallout things. You got some Pip, uh, some, what are they called? Are they Pip Boys? Pip Boys, I think, goes on your wrist. Yeah, but what are they called? The the actual, like, figure. Oh, um. They now I'm going to draw a total fucking blank. Are they Pip Boys? Vault Boy. Vault Boy. You're right. There's a few different Vault Boys. And there's boys the, up here. uh, the little nuke launcher, the what they call it? A the Fat Man? Fat man? Yeah, the Fat well, Man Launcher. Well, Fat Man Launcher. Then there's the laser rifle. Yep, and then you have the... Mask. the um, oh, God, what's the armor called? I can't remember. Um, power armor. Yeah. You got uh, like what looks to be like Mark Three power armor. I can't remember what they all are. Yeah, then but only the, the helmet. Uh, uh, got all the Akira toys down on the bottom shelf. The bottom shelf is the anime stuff. Akira, Ghost in the Shell, Sword Art. Final Fantasy Summon. No Game, No Life. Yep. Shiro from um, No Game, No Life. Chi from Chobits. Yep. I don't know the girl. Sailor girls. Moon from Sailor Moon. Yep. She's wearing a wedding dress. I don't know the girl behind her. You know who she was. This know. one? Yeah. Uh, she's from... Oh, fuck. Data Life. Uh, I don't know the one. I the don't remember her frame. name. I think it's Kudo There's from a figure. This, this, that one's my favorite, the picture frame one. This one? Yes, because it looks like a picture frame, but it's actually a figure yeah. on top of a sheet. And it looks like it's a picture, but it's 3D when you get up to it. You can't actually take the figure off. It's from Hyperdimension Neptunia. I've never watched it. There's a little couch with Chi again. Yep. Then there's the little snack um, mascots from Firefly. Yes. From the Firefly figures. They're the, they're the little mascots from the commercial that trigger River. And the top is more horror stuff. Yep. Except Psycho Mantis and Wolverine's mask. And the dragon. From Dragon Age. Yep. Yeah. But, but is that... Oh. Elizabeth Bathory in the back in her package. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Bathtub full of blood. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's been our episode of Arcanum Obscura. <laughs> our we episode of toys. Well, that's the end, of, end parts of Arcanum Obscura. That's radiation. It's no. It's not fun. Don't mess with it. Ever. I'm sorry. I'm going through all this and it's being very beefy. Very rude. I know. Shut the very fuck up. Very rude of you. You're not allowed to talk the next episode. It's your punishment. Oh no. <laughs> I can't fuck up words. Cool. <laughs>
Um, but yeah, that's been our episode of Arcane Obscura. Be very, very careful of radiation. Um, Don't play most... with micro your microwave. Um, yes. What's your favorite radiation? I don't know. There's different types of radiation. There's several different types. I don't know. There's I don't think alpha, know about that there's beta, shit. there's gamma, there's X rays. Oh, I know X rays. Radio. Radio is what microwaves use. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they use microwaves. Huh? They use microwaves. Yeah, but it's not a type of radio wave. It's a microwave. I thought it was a type of radio wave. It might be. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Um, different kinds of radiation does different things to you. Like you. Which one gives me a superpower? If you gamma. have gamma, well. That's what Hulk has. Yeah, gamma radiation. Um, Let me turn green and smash. You it. don't have to decomp after gamma radiation. It can still kill you, but you don't have to decomp because there's no. Because it's too late. Uh, no, it's. Um, it doesn't spread from you. Doesn't like. Radiate. Well, it's not a particulate. Meaning, it's like, so the way people keep describing it to me, even though it's not exactly right, it's like a flashlight. If somebody shines a flashlight on you and they turn it off, you don't have the light still on you. While alpha and beta are actually... I don't have the light inside of me? Nope. Uh, Oh, it's inside of you, all right. It's fucked all kinds (laughs) of things up. Uh, But it's not still on you because it's gone through you and it's going to keep going. Um, because it's so small, the particles are so small that it just goes right through you. It doesn't actually do. Uh, alpha and beta actually. That is fucked up to think about. Yeah, they're particulates. So I know, but the, alpha and beta will stay. They on are so you. small they can go through solid objects. Yes, they can go through. I think it's like five feet of concrete, or it actually might be more. I think it's fifty feet of concrete. Yeah, imagine making like like a gun that can like shoot those things. They do. They've made it before. It's not good. That's why most people have destroyed them or not oh, actually. Like microwave guns. Uh, people actually have made gamma ray guns. Um, Germans? No. Well, because I know during the war Tesla, they had a lot of fucking weird guns. Tesla made one, I believe. They had like the sound gun. <laughs> yeah. They had the biggest fucking gut tank thingy on the fucking railroad track. Mm-hmm. They had the gun that could shoot around corners. That's not crazy. That's pretty normal. But it was literally just a bent barrel. Yeah, that's all it is. Now they have new ones that are kind of like that fold. flip. Yeah. yeah, and you got like a camera. camera. Yep. Yeah. We don't really use it that often. But yeah, uh, alpha and beta. Did you ever uh, see the video where they're like the soldiers were behind the wall? Did you see the video where the soldiers were behind the wall and they kept sticking out like a broomstick with a coat and a hat and the guy would yeah. shoot at it and it would like cracking up and then he'd pull yeah. it back and they'd like, ooh, and he yeah. shoots again. Uh, but yeah, that's why that's why you don't have to always decomp with certain kind of radiation is because it it doesn't like it doesn't make any sense for you to decomp after gamma. Because it's not there anymore. It's gone through you already. Yeah, the damage is done. Yeah, pretty much. You're done fucked already. Just go home. While you can transfer radiation from one person to another if it's an alpha or beta radiation. I think there might be another one, but I know for a fact alpha and beta will definitely get transferred. I don't know about... If we weren't blacklisted before... What do you mean? That's just basic, (laughs) like... Radiation. Yeah, but what about the Euclid. uranium you keep in that box in your closet? It's depleted. It's depleted. I thought you had this whole plan for a dirty box. Shut up. It's depleted. <laughs> okay. Leave my glowy rocks alone. They're just All pretty right? glowy rocks. I just like to look at them at night. I like to put them inside me so I can see my stomach glow. <laughs> like a firefly. I like to pretend I'm a firefly. <laughs> 
read the card. <laughs> if you enjoy our episodes, something's wrong with you. Read it like that every time. Every know. time you read it like that, I always hear, if you like my body, body and you really... I don't remember that song. And you think I'm... And you really want me and you... Something like that. And you think I'm sexy is one of the lines. I think so. I don't know. But every time you see it, like, if you like this episode... I, something's wrong with you. This episode, if you like this podcast, something's wrong with you. Go, go see a therapist. Nobody does. Quite a few people do, more than we thought. Uh, only in Sri Lanka and Denmark and Singapore. No, only one listened in Singapore. I'm pretty sure that was got us banned. That's like 90 per- Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just a quality check before they banned They're us. Like, ah, yes. Americans talking about fuck knows what. Yeah, we can't Specifically radiation poisoning today. We can't allow this. And banned. Do you think they ever go back and check the shit they banned and see if it's unbannable? No. Probably not. Nope. Unless there's an appeal for it, probably. And remember, gum is illegal. Gum is illegal, too. Yes. And if you bring drugs in, you get killed. Death penalty. <laughs> you probably won't get killed as a foreigner. Just, just as an aside. Uh, no, because when you get off the plane, it says on the sign right there, if you have drugs, it is death penalty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you're like an American and you're there with drugs, they're not going to immediately kill you. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty United sure they have States. to go through some legal shit first. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the United States would be like, um, excuse me, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, though, by most laws, you have to follow the law of the country you're in. Yes, with most You do things, have yes. amnesty, not amnesty, like protection, but you can appeal yeah. to your government for help. Yeah, and you can get extradited. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. You don't, they don't just come up and shoot you in the head. No. That, that's how you cause what they like to call war. Um, no, well, I mean, <laughs> I was going to say a political incident, but sure. And I think if you're a 40-square-mile island without too many military bases, you don't want war with a... Uh, well, I was going to say you don't want a war with a military superpower, but we know how that's going for some countries. Yeah, Call of Duty apologized. <laughs> Anyways, read oh, the fucking I wish that was official. I hope that was official. I don't know, actually. That's That'd a good be fucking point. hilarious. Okay, so if you want to contact us, the email is arcanumobscuracast at gmail.com. Yep. The Twitter is arcanum, at arcanumobscura. We don't really do much with Twitter. I just post the episodes. Instagram, arcanumobscurapodcast. Uh, I do reply most of the time there. <laughs> I pretty much reply to everybody except the last book. I didn't know what to say. I kind of feel bad. You Nate want, doesn't you, reply to any of it. so I, He doesn't even check it. I'm a barely functioning he just, human being. He just shows up, records, and that's it. <laughs> he is a very vital part of the podcast. <laughs> hey, man, you want to do this? You're more than welcome to do this. What story did you have for what, today? Not be able to say words? What, what, what story did you have today? I'm sorry. What, you what? had a five-page story. I didn't need a story today. That was going to be for a second recording. <laughs> it sounds like you didn't have any stories no, for today. What story did you have last week? Windigo. Let's start with me. Yeah, eat a dick. <laughs> Shit. I was trying to think of an episode where I did the whole thing. I yeah, that's what I thought. Bitch boy. What did I do last week? We didn't do one last week. You had the pre-recorded one. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had a recording for that week. You're the one who was like, I want to record this one. And so I was like, okay, let's record this one. What one? It was the, 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 the brutal one. Oh, yeah. Well, I had it written. We had to record it. Did we do that? 
We did them both on the same day, didn't we? Yes. Because that's why between the content of the story and recording already for like two hours, I was so fucking out of it mm-hmm. trying to record that mm-hmm. one. Did why you read did everything I, off the card? I'm explaining why I drew an arrow and an R. You were trying to tell me about a microphone that you had an idea for. That oh, okay, I get it now. Be off your chest a little bit. And if you enjoy our podcast, please follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite casting app. Did we ever catch that typo? We never. I never read that. I hope you know. Or your favorite casting up. Can I see? If you enjoy our podcast, please follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or uh, favorite cast. Yeah, your favorite casting up. <laughs> this will help us grow. And, of course, let your friends know. Thank you for listening. I've never actually read this. I've no, only read. I've only read. I like, wrote the damn our thing. E- <laughs> I only read like our email address and our Twitter name and our Instagram. Yeah, and then name. we just say. And then else. we just said. Yeah, we throw the card down and I, say the rest. I know that's why I was really weirded out when you started reading from the card. Yeah. I was like, whoa! Figured, I didn't realize there was stuff. We'll on use there. it at least once. <laughs> and, look, and look what it's done. You fucked I it. Fucking broke the internet. You fucked it up. I, I hope you're happy. Hey, I'm allowed to fuck up words occasionally. God, I wish I could. Occasionally, occasionally, only. yeah. It's wild. I, I've tried discussing this with people as well. It's like you know, outside of outside of this podcast, I can read and write. He, okay, and let's talk. quick. He just says this. It's like it's just gibberish outside of the podcast. It's a good thing he has a script. <laughs> I mean, half every the time he's licking the window, and I have to drag him over here to record. Maybe you shouldn't have your snozzberries taste like snozzberries. Sorry, snozzberries are good. Anyways, I hope I you keep had this. Telling that glass is not Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Goodbye. End the episode. <laughs>